All right. Uh, new season. Well, let's try it again. New season. You have to hear this. I think it's a new season. I don't actually keep track. We've been on hiatus <laughs> for a while. And man can... Just for a little. And, and Evan's a permanent member now. Life has changed. It just happens. Life has changed. We're not in the radio station anymore. We can swear. We can talk politics. Otherwise, everything's been completely normal. Nothing strange has happened. It's been a very calm eight months. There's no concern in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything's easy. Yeah. Today, Wait, I'm joined well, by my co-hosts, Evan Donnelly. And that's it. There's no one else. There's no one else here. And fan favorite. Uh, now in control of the Instagram, probably, because I do a really bad job running it. <laughs> Lucas caught it. Woo! That's me! That's him. Woo! Everyone's favorite little boy. Also, Dennis, Dennis said I can't be heard well, so is this better, Dennis? Just let me know. And Dennis's Dennis's viewing enjoyment is of the Dennis. utmost concern. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Anyways, the two albums we have. Oh, last episode we didn't end up recording because <laughs> it wasn't good, and then the world shut down. Yeah. So nothing mattered. But today we have a whole new batch of three albums. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kaz said Lucas is silent. Well, oh, well, it should be better now because that was, like, before I moved my... Oh, okay, okay. Um, we have three new albums to discuss. I don't know how I'm going to edit this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making a nightmare for myself. It's a learning curve. Uh, Evan, what was your album? Oh, actually, no, how do we... We we roll the dice. We roll the dice to decide who goes first, right? Oh, yeah, do you want me to pull that up? Uh, I have my dice. Or do you want to? Where are my dice? <laughs> you just have dice. Honey, where are the dice? <laughs> Lucas, you can pull up your dice machine. Oh, do I get to make the noise for it too? Yeah, of course. This is you have to hear this, baby. Y H T H T? Y H T H T. Yep. Dice. Oh, for, for people listening on the podcast, we're live streaming this. So if there's if we're ever talking, if we reference someone's name or if we uh, reference something visually, then that's going on in the live stream. Yeah. Lucas, can you ASMR the dice roll, please? Uh, okay. So, uh, how are we going to? There's three people. One, oh, one and two is one of us. Three and four is one of us. Five and six is the no, other. No, Ryan. You got to mix it up. Okay. So I'll be one and four. Evan is two and five, and you're three and six. Okay. You gotta right. make it fair. All right. Okay. Sounds good. So, so we're rolling. And it was one, so it's me. Rig. I think that is the first time I've ever talked first, and you have to hear that. That's true, because every time we've gotten. <laughs> well, we used to just decide, but since we started doing guests, we did the dice, and. Right. Uh, Lucas, what is your album? Um, the, the album I did was, uh, Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. And, uh, I, I recommended this album because Ryan has not listened to a lot of stuff from this year. I have not, And, uh, I thought, this was my favorite one from, uh, this year so far. So, uh. I'm catching up, though. 
I just listened to Flaming Lips. Uh, I just listened to... Oh, you to, did? Yeah, the nice. music director assistant has me listening to some stuff this year. So, I'm catching up. Do you want me to give some information on some? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, there's very little. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Brave Faces Everyone is the third studio album by American rock band Spanish Love Songs. It was released on February 20th, 2020 under Pure Noise. Uh... Yeah, that's about everything <laughs> on the Instagram page. It doesn't even list the members Wrap of the band. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find out who's in this band. Uh, Trevor Diedrich, Ruben Duart, Kyle McKaylee, Dylan Slocum, and Meredith Van Wart? Wart? How, how would you pronounce that? <laughs> Meredith Van Wart. Okay. I don't feel confident in that. But Wow, where are they from? Uh, you want to take a guess first? Uh, Sweden. Sweden? (laughs) (laughs) What? The names. The names are insane. Lucas, what's your guess? Spain. Uh, California. What? (laughs) Wait. Have you listened to the album? How? (laughs) (laughs) They're not Swedish. Do you think we're reviewing the knife? <laughs> that was last time you were on. <laughs> I just <laughs> Meredith Van Wart. <laughs> so, so they have two other albums: uh, Giant Sings the Blues and Schmaltz. I have not heard of them. Me neither. This is the first time I've heard of this I've, band. Yeah. The first time I heard of this band, actually, Lucas texted me and says, this lead singer sounds exactly like you. <laughs> and I do think that the uh, lead singer does sound like Ryan, but only when he's singing quietly. Yeah. Only when the lead singers sing quietly or only when I sing quietly? No, the lead singer. Okay. Because like, he, does he does a does lot of screaming. screaming. What do you guys think of this album? Lucas, you go first. Um... I. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> that was the, some kind of technology yeah, malfunction. I, I swear. Okay. Okay. Start so um. Yeah. So. Uh. Oh, why did you recommend this? Why did you recommend this, Lucas? I recommended it because, well, it's my favorite album from this year, as I said, but um. Also, I think it just, it's just, like, how many tracks is it? Like, 10 or 11, like, oh. uh, 10, 11 of the best, like, consistent, like, I, I heard someone describe it as folk punk, which, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with the folk part. Fits. It, uh, I feel like the not only uh, the lyrics speaking to the current like cultural climate of the U.S. and uh, I, I felt like all the delivery and all of the performances were very uh, passionate mm-hmm. and uh, loud. And I haven't uh, had an album uh, like this like blow me away with such like simple songwriting. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to go? I was just going to ask if you have a favorite song. Uh, Losers 2, definitely. Uh, the course of that song like gives me chills. Yeah. I think when, um, when I first started talking about this album with you, 
I said it's like if one of the it's like if an emo it's like if brand new or some band like that from the uh, 2000s early 2000s grew up and got cars and mortgages and like weren't pedophiles and, yeah. <laughs> and they just wanted to write an album about how miserable adult life is it's like that's the, what the album feels like like a midlife crisis it's like the modern day like woodstock hippies growing up yeah it's like the it's the newest generation of that mm-hmm. and it's this sort of like generational sadness that i don't see a lot from like the it's like gen it's like gen x like i think the closest comparison i'd give was would be like teens of denial in terms of the songwriting Mm -hmm. but teens of denial is very much about being a young adult and not knowing how to traverse life as a young adult and no one teaching you how to live life whereas this album is like i figured out how to live life and it sucks and i want to die yeah like that's no, that yeah that's very accurate and that's like just barely paraphrasing a lyric like that's almost exactly a few lyrics on this album is <laughs> like i hate being an adult i want to die but it never feels like petty or like insincere right. to me it always feels like from a real place of like genuine loneliness and genuine right. artistry that i think is necessary when you're trying to make like middle class suburban seem as terrible as it really is Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i i think a lot of the commentary on like uh poverty and the like not being able to like afford your like childhood home after a little like uh which is like in the first verse of uh losers Mm 2 and also uh like, there's a lot of themes, like, losing friends, like, just, it, it's like a growing up album for people growing up from, like, 25 to 30. Yeah, it's like, it's about fear, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like, I think uh, there's one line from Routine Pain I really like, which is, um, my friends are jumping off cliffs and I'm just worried about all the songs I'll never write. Right. And I think that that's a very, like, that's very indicative of the theme of this album. Uh, I love, yeah. I think Beachfront Property, first song I heard on this album, is an incredible song. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really good. I think it's a really good, like, statement on, like, if you want an idea of what the themes and sounds of this album are, that's a great song to start with. Definitely. I also really liked Losers 1. It's not called Losers 1. <laughs> just called Losers. And Routine Pain. I think those are my favorites. Evan. Thoughts? <laughs> my turn. Uh, I... I typically don't listen to music. It's it's actually kind of a flaw I have. I don't listen to the lyrical content of albums as much as I'd like to. So I focus more on like the production and sound of it. And as someone who has personally uh, listened to punk like years ago, like you know, like the traditional like middle school phase of like lots of punk and all that, I haven't. I really stepped away from the genre, and this is like one of the first records in a few years that i like really dove into that had a punk vibe to it and i i like dipped my toes in it it took a little bit to get used to but i think once i hit beachfront property wasn't the first song i heard listened it start to finish um once i hit beachfront property i felt real comfortable in it i i enjoyed the b-side uh much more than the a-side personally um 
Yeah. I think I generally agree with that. I really, I mean, I already said it. I really love Routine Pain. But, like, Beachfront Property onward, I think it gets, like, really strong. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also. Yeah, I also like. Sorry. I like Dolores a lot. Dolores is nice. Dolores is a nice change of pace. Because Mm -hmm. there is one complaint I have with this album. But I'll shoot it back to you before we get there. Oh, I was just going to say, album cover is a banger. I am in love with the album cover. It's a pretty dumb album cover. I think all the albums that were recommended this week uh, look awesome. Like, in their own way, almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. They sum up the music very well, I think, for most of them. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the one complaint I have with this album is every song is the same. <laughs> yeah, the, it's uh, definitely an album that shows that s- structuring your songs matters. Oh, yeah. You know... Like, uh, that's my only complaint, too. But, like, something like that on, like, another album would probably bother me. But, like, I can still listen to this one straight through because it's just, like, hard-hitting, you know, banger after hard-hitting banger. I added every song on my playlist. Nice. Which is a good indication of, like, (laughs) how good it is. I definitely need to be in a mood to listen to this. Because, like Ryan said, it's a lot of, like, life sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's something I would per- I think it depends on taste but I don't know if I would personally just like throw it on it's like a good whenever. fall album though yes it is if I were to an associate if I were to associate it with a season it would be fall 100% mm-hmm. maybe like, that's why it grabbed on to me is because I, I like I see the trees dying and I see that I have two pieces two guitar pieces I still need to learn and I'm like this is I could use <laughs> I Life could use someone. Sucks. Yeah, I could use someone complaining about their mortgage right now. <laughs> uh, but every song is just like mid-tempo verse, heavy chorus, mid-tempo verse, heavy chorus, uh, somber bridge, heavier chorus. Right. And that would that's my only complaint is that it's like it, all the songs. I wish there was more variety in how the songs are structured. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other miscellaneous information we should throw out? Uh, it's uh, 40 minutes long. 40 perf- minutes long. The perfect album length. It is the perfect album length. Actually, the perfect album length is 42 minutes long, and that's because that's the length of In Rainbows. Uh, and it, it got a 4 out of 5 from Kerrang! 8 out of 10 Pop Matters. 5 out of 5 Sputnik Music. Why do these matter? <laughs> Why am I reading these? I'm just looking for information to say, because the Wikipedia page, it's... Three paragraphs. You give it a rating, Ryan. <laughs> I give it like an eight. A light eight, eight or like a, a strong eight? Mid to strong eight. Wow. Out of ten. I, I really enjoyed this album. I think it's solid all the way through. Um, I think like if a ten out of ten is an album where it's like this has emotionally like uh, latched onto me and a 9 out of 10 is like this is a perfect album that didn't have the same like emotional resonance with me then an 8 out of 10 is like this is a really good record with like one or two things that I'd change about it yeah or not change one or two things that I I noticed as a fault mm-hmm. right what about you Lucas uh, I would give it probably a light 9 just cause I don't know like this is just the kind of music that like I vibe with the most. Nice. And what would you yeah. give it, good sir? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. 
I think I'm going to give it a, a decent, a flaccid six. Please never but describe I, an album no. as flaccid again. <laughs> Just because uh, my taste is on the opposite side of the spectrum. Did we ever say the title of the album? Or did we just say Spanish Love Songs? We called it, we said, it's called Brave Faces, everyone. By Spanish Love Songs. I think we said it. I yeah, just wanna, I think we did. I just want to cover my traces. Because I, I don't have a fact sheet. Yeah. I don't have a fact. I'm going factless this time around. <laughs> and then, all right, is that everything on Spanish Love Songs? I think so. Yeah. All right. So, want to move on to... I want to move on to your recommendation. Ooh, okay. I was yeah. gonna go. I was gonna go back to the die, but oh, we could do we could do the die. I forgot. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Ryan's odds, Evans evens, because even is an anagram for Evan. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> staying in. We're just gonna go. Let's just jump right into it. <laughs> Four. Let's just jump right in. Uh, it's four, so it's Evan. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Uh, so, the album... Give me the fact sheet, Ryan. It's the Wikipedia page. The fact sheet's the Wikipedia page. I'm not going to bullshit anyone. <laughs> it's There's, like, two more paragraphs on this one. Yeah. So, strap in. <laughs> this album is four, uh, in Roman numerals, by the way, by the band Bad, Bad, Not Good. Uh, I believe it is conveniently their fourth studio album fancy that i think it's really cool that they named their albums like one two three and four mm-hmm. i think that's dope but it's a uh it's described as a jazz instrumental hip-hop band and <laughs> jazz I, instrumental hip-hop can you add another superlative on that <laughs> new jazz new jazz and you jazz I love, I'm going to talk about the album cover again because it's just them shirtless with towels. Speaking of flaccid. (laughs) We can't say this on the radio station. (laughs) Get it out while you can. I got to edit this out. I got to edit this out for the radio version. (laughs) So this is like a primarily instrumental record. There are some songs that contain lyrics, I think from like features, but like not from the band themselves. But... This record consists of like primarily jazz instruments so like saxophone and like you know traditional drum 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 kit piano Rhodes yeah yeah so uh, the musicians are uh, Matthew Tavares Chester Hansen Alexander Savinsky and Leyland Witty with T is it Leyland or is it like Leland L E L A N D Leyland oh Leyland. Leland, Leland. I hope none of I I hope none of them listen to this. (laughs) They won't. (laughs) What if they do? That'd be incredible. We're breaking out. We are. We are. We are one step away from Joe Rogan. Season three. (laughs) Which I actually no. I don't want to be one step away from Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) More like ten, maybe. That's generous. Push for eleven. Yeah, this album came out July eighth, twenty sixteen. Um. Is there anything else to talk about, if not the music? I want to just dive right into the music. Let's dive right into the music. I, I, actually, no. I'm being selfish. Ryan, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. 
What did you think? The first time I heard this album was driving from Fredonia to Chili's in Buffalo to enjoy <laughs> this little thing called the Boss Burger. This might be a bit of an excursion. Okay, but it's worth it. We drove an hour to eat a 2300 calorie actually it was 2200 because they wouldn't give me the egg they had to they had to drag me out of the building because i was demanding this egg <laughs> yeah but we ate a 2200 calorie burger we ate a 2200 calorie burger i can eat i have the pit of a black hole and evan doesn't eat that much so i assumed what? that i would finish this in like 30 seconds and he would be moaning the whole time and it was flipped <laughs> wait i wait yeah wait wait the pit of a black hole yeah that's my stomach <laughs> you it's my a stomach's vacuum. a black hole it just it devours. In, yeah it comes into my body and it's just it, gone it, it just doesn't, doesn't go exist anywhere anymore <laughs> there's no matter i'm never full but this thing let me tell you i don't know if i was full <laughs> let me tell you i don't know if i was full after eating it or you got poisoned but i was sick <laughs> i was sick and about to throw I, I felt like i didn't even feel like i was gonna throw up i felt like i was gonna die and evan really quick yeah I like how this is like the second you have to hear this food review. Wait, what was the other one? <laughs> oh, it was it, it was, was the KFC thing that Connor. Was yeah, what he got? He got like a sandwich. Oh, it like was a, the it was the glazed the donut burger, or, or like sandwich, <laughs> chicken with, sandwich, chicken sandwich. <laughs> this is the you have to eat this section of you have to hear this. Yeah, yeah you have to taste this. <laughs> so, uh. I wanted to die after eating it. I actually felt very similarly to the lead singer of Spanish Love Songs in that moment. Uh, and Evan... <laughs> Lucas is dying. <laughs> and Evan ate an entire cookie pie afterwards. With, with ice, ice cream, cream on top. Yeah, it was like 15... That thing was like 1,500 calories. You consumed like 3,000 calories. Yeah. In the span of like an hour. And then when you stopped by my house and I ate a brownie... Yeah. It was all. But the first time, anyways, back to the music. <laughs> Section over. First time I heard this album was Driving Up to Chili's. It was a pretty darn good album. Yeah. I had to re listen to it today because I wasn't paying full attention to the album. But I really enjoyed it. And I think, uh, I, think I need to get more into bands like this and especially modern jazz bands in general mm -hmm. because it's something that i'm just like was lacking in my musical diet yeah but i really enjoyed this i'd heard a cover of um uh limit to your love the james blake cover of a feist song <laughs> that they did and that <laughs> cover is incredible and so i knew this was a great band and then i loved uh and that too Time's, time moves slow, lavender, hyssop of love. This thing is just filled with great instrumental tracks. Yeah. I think those were the ones that stuck out to me. Oh, and In Your Eyes. A fantastic I love song. that song. Um, it's a coincidence that you were introduced to this band through a cover, because I was also introduced through like an instrumental cover. Uh, they have this video on YouTube. It has like a, I don't know how many views it has, but it's like nine years old and they're in Toronto. And they all have, like, horse masks on, like, the really rubbery ones that, like, flip around and stuff. And none of them have shirts on. I think there's a trend with this band and not wearing shirts. 
but they play uh, the instrumental to Electric Relaxation by A Tribe Called Quest. Oh. And it sounds so good. You need to show me that when this is over. Yes, I will. And then I found this record, like, geez, like two years ago, maybe. And it is the best. For me, it's like the best when I'm doing something. If I have any work to do, I will throw this album on and vibe to it. You know, what's funny about that is that, like, my go-to study album for a long time was BBNG2. Ooh, nice. Uh, which is the one that has Limit to Your Love on oh, it. It's, and, uh, it's so good, though. That was that album was my introduction to Bad, Bad, Not Good. Because, um, you know, it has it has a Tyler cover on it. They cover Bastard by Tyler. They cover Earl by Earl Sweatshirt on it. They made it when they were, like, 20, or 19 or 20, right? They were, like, super young. It's insane. Because the level of musicianship from these people is bonkers like the solo at the end of and that too is like bordering atonal yeah it's so cool and uh oh and they played cs go <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> it says cx cs 60 that's a joke but Ooh. i don't i like having a live audience <laughs> that's, the that's the only reason i'm here i just like yeah he's, his jokes. he's you're my you're my hype man yeah <laughs> Would you call this record experimental, do you think? I don't know. I think at points it can be. Um, I think... I think tracks like Lavender definitely show mm -hmm. like a more like experimental side. And that's actually a... Isn't that a Snoop Dogg instrumental? Is it? I didn't know I that. I believe it is. Dude, I believe I'm if you look up Lavender... Like, up. Fact um, checker Ryan Terry. It is. <laughs> Oh, it is. That's awesome. He added lyrics to to that instrumental, I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, he okay. So it was a bad, bad, not good song that became a Snoop Dogg song. Oh, okay. I didn't know if like they wrote it for him or like. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Lucas? I loved it. I I thought it was really, I I love this band. Um, I, I love their like uh their willingness to like work with other artists and borrow like do jazz covers of like again like tyler the creator songs which like i don't know if you've seen like uh they do like a cover of yonkers that's really good they have like a few videos of just like covering odd future stuff mm -hmm. and uh i don't know i really like confessions yeah mm -hmm. uh, that's a great song i thought that was a really it's a really cool five four groove and uh I also, uh, I liked Four. Four is a great song. Uh, mm -hmm. Just throwing this out there because it shocked me. This was one. Uh, this was 178 on US Billboard 200, which for an instrumental jazz album, is not bad. Definitely right. not. Uh -huh. It's worth noting the whole album is an instrumental. Times move slow. Um, in your eyes. In your eyes. They have lyricists. And I think, uh, I can't pronounce that word, but hyssop. Hyssop, hyssop of love? Yeah. Yeah. That has a uh, Mick Jenkins as the. Uh, I've heard of that is guy. a really good song too. Oh, there's so many good songs in this record. Mm -hmm. I love. The only reason I asked if it was experimental was because there are so many situations where either the saxophone sounds very wonky, mm -hmm. or the synthesizers are definitely not traditional. Like what? Can you bring up what uh, keyboard they used for this? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if I can bring up. I mean, I'll look through what... CS60, I mean, yeah, Poly6. Poly6. 
Um, I mean, they got really Juno good 60. sounds. They got really good sounds with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've used this album. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how many instruments they all play. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a great album. There's honestly, like, I don't think there's much to themes or yeah. anything to discuss. Um, nah, it's more just appreciate the sound. I want to mm-hmm. see this arranged. Like on, on like I want to see someone write it. The sheet music. Yeah. Is that a challenge? <laughs> That's your calling, Ryan. <laughs> oh God. That would look amazing. That would be really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, album critically acclaimed. Uh, albums of the year. Rough trade. It, rough trade ranked it seventy four on album of the year, and BBC Six Music ranked it the best album of twenty sixteen. Which. Good think, for them. Yeah. Good on BBC. Yeah. Uh, so ratings. I go first. Uh, I go first. Me, 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 me. I go first. Evan. Okay, you go first. Me, Evan Donnelly. <laughs> Hi, Evan. <laughs> um, hmm. I, I, I don't know. I love this. I love. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to be fair. You chose to go. I'm first. trying to be so fair. No, give it what you think. 7.5 okay not flat i mean not fat not light not strong just just 7.5 not flaccid yes not a flaccid seven um i'd give it a strong seven yeah strong seven to light I, eight i'd say i say a light eight nice do you Perfect. think uh, more lyrics in their songs would have improved him no no they're perfect as is no yeah i think they they like uh, i honestly like some of the instrumental tracks a lot more than the ones with lyricists yeah it's refreshing to see an instrumental uh a dominantly instrumental album like hit hit charts oh yeah especially because it's like i feel like that that's not i mean certainly there are a ton of those and there's a market for those kind of albums but like it's rare for those albums to have crossover appeal, I feel. And yeah. the fact that they're doing that and more <laughs> is uh, incredible. Uh, now, for the best album ever made, and that's only a slight hyperbole, is Did Remain in Light. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to do the dumb? Yeah. Wait. Do we have to roll the dice? Oh yeah, roll the dice. Wait. Why? Okay. Okay, so every uh, so if it rolls one, we end the show right now. And if oh, it rolls what? any other number, Ryan can go. Okay. It's a four. <laughs> Woo! Remain in light. Talking Heads. Talking Heads might be the greatest band ever. Um, just might. Just might. Uh, for one thing, Radiohead is named after a Talking Heads track. Is it? Yeah, it's named after a song on uh, True Stories. This is a band I feel needs very little introduction, but I will introduce them anyways. Uh, Members include... uh, Oh my god, there's so much information on this album. Comparing this Wikipedia page to the last two is crazy. Um, Talking Heads includes David Byrne on vocals and guitar, Jerry Harrison on guitar and keyboards, Tina Weymouth on bass, and Chris France on drums. Although they very rarely stuck to those 
like they'd often jump between instruments during sets and they were they were all multi-instrumentalists in their own right uh they were a punk i say in air quotes band uh from the cbgb's scene with like patty smith and sonic youth and television that um later rose to be the i'd say the first new wave band yeah do you want to explain that story yeah so they so they were originally grouped in with punk scene which means that their albums weren't selling (laughs) and they weren't really punk oh i I almost had a stroke (laughs) it's the boss burger it is it's coming back it's coming back uh it so they weren't really a punk band their man or their record producers set started calling them new wave uh to get them off the punk label and the name stuck and so the only reason that the new wave genre exists is because they um talking heads records needed to sell because they're so goofy because <laughs> they're so goofy because they're such a goofy and fun band they're so, not like the other bands seriously though this band is like they're quirky crazy for their time they are very quirky they're very they're an incredibly awkward band i love it yeah i think that they're responsible for bringing a lot of rhythmic and timbral diversity to pop music pop and rock music at least in the seven at least in the 80s and 90s i think like i think if you didn't have them you wouldn't have new wave you wouldn't have um or you new wave wouldn't be the same or and you wouldn't have lcd sound system and you wouldn't have all of these like dance techno bands like daft punk or whatever or animal collective i see i see the roots of talking heads influence everywhere mm-hmm I think they're like a ubiquitous band, and this is their magnum opus of an album. Actually, no, their magnum opus is "Stop Making Sense," which is a live album they did in 1983. <laughs> uh, it's a live album they did in the 80s, 85. This is a discussion for another day. 84. <laughs> Close enough, but. I think, oh, and it was also produced by Brian Eno. The way that they recorded it is the band came in and jammed for a ridiculous amount of time. And then they took the best parts of those jams, shrunk them, and David Byrne wrote lyrics to them. And, okay. Yeah. And then David Byrne added a lot of instrumental stuff afterwards. Uh, The guitar, Frank Zappa's guitarist plays on this record, Uh, some other really high profile musicians. Um, but the Wikipedia page is a novel, so I'm not going to find out. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think of this album? Oh, and, and it was released October 8th, 1980. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was not going to go. Lucas, oh. you should go. I, I'm <laughs> interested to hear what you have to uh, say. Oh, uh, okay. So <laughs> me and my roommate listened to this album together and he, he did not like it. Uh, but I, however, I liked it. Um, I, I think uh, the the very like quick and like flurrying flurrying percussion uh, grew on me a little. You just ha- you have to kind of you know uh, let it do its thing. Yeah. You you can't think about the grooves too much. It's a force you can't stop. Right. It's it's a really like it's such a rhythmic and driven album. Like there's so many polyrhythms and complicated meters and like 
it's just crazy and the fact that this was 1982 like it feels so ahead of its time it, i was gonna say that i was gonna mm-hmm. say this is a record that is 100 percent ahead of its time mm-hmm. i think david Byrne also, is nuts really quick uh the stream's gonna shut off in a minute and 30 seconds oh no just so everyone knows and i'm i don't i i don't think it's we don't need to start it back up again right no probably not no um we'll continue if you want to catch the rest of it it will be on spotify and other uh podcast platforms in an indeterminate amount of time yep uh hopefully a week depends hopefully a week depends which punctuation we use that's true if it's an exclamation mark who knows could be a week could be three months (laughs) might be another hiatus yeah uh but yeah this is one of my favorite albums ever I think every song on this album, uh, if I may use a term that the young kids are using, slaps. Uh, and oh. I, think, um, I think that Whoa. there are so many ideas they're playing with that wouldn't be like explored for by anyone else, even by Talking Heads, for a ridiculous amount of time. Um, it punches you in the face with Born Under Punches. I didn't mean that to be a pun, but it ended up being one. Uh, it is probably the most like rhythmically driven and bonkers track on the album. It really doesn't hold back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Car Side and Painless, The Great Curve, which has some of the best vocal interplay I've ever heard on a pop album. Uh, Once in a Lifetime, which you hate. Yeah. It's a lo- this album. Wait, why? Why do you hate Once in a Lifetime? I just cannot listen to that song. It bothers me so much. I hate the verse so much. This isn't my beautiful life. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't. How did enjoy, I get here? That doesn't mean I don't enjoy this album because I truly love this album. There are some songs like "Listening Wind" and "The Overload" and "Born Under Punches." Are some of like my favorite songs right now. Like I listen, I listen to them on like a daily basis. I really enjoy this album. Once in a lifetime, I hate with every gosh darn bone in my body. I cannot listen to it. I find that so interesting because I have nothing but love for this song. I think it's such an incredibly well constructed track. I think that uh, David Burns like frantic and. Uh, crazy lyrics and performance adds so much to it. It's it's. I think we. I meant. I said this before. It's a song you never forget, and uh, you said that's why you hate it. Yeah, like I am not <laughs> doubting its effectiveness in like in product because Eno kills it. Oh, he it does sound, it. It's such a. It, it is. It is objectively a good song. I will not deny that. It is, there is just something in my brain that when I hear, like, you you may ask yourself, and I go, like, turn it off, please, for the love of God, turn it off. Oh, my God. Is it the Does the instrumental bother you, or is it just Bird's performance? It is the vocals, and I do not enjoy the melody. I, really? And I think that's all it boils down to. I love every other part of, like, that song. I, I mean, not love. Love's a strong word. But, like... I, I have no quarrel with the sound and like production of that song. It I, is just like the I can't. I don't think I'm alone in thinking it's one of the best songs ever made. 
No, you're so definitely I have no, not. Yeah, but like I think the way that he talks about it too, he talks about how he wanted to embody like a street preacher. Yeah. Or like a like a televangelist. And like you can totally see that in like his his booming voice and the like jittery way he moves in the music video, which is fantastic. I, I like his like really nervous delivery. Mm-hmm. I think he is one of the most recognizable and interesting lead singers of any band. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, Listening Wind is one of my favorite songs. Listening Wind like, is a great I song. I adore that. That is a perfect song to me. I mm-hmm. love that song. I also um, would throw in, well, Houses in Motion is a great track, I think. Um, seen and Not Seen has some one of the most interesting lyrical, like, perspectives i've ever seen in a song where it's about someone like uh they don't like their face and they think about how if they if they think about someone else's face long enough and they believe they have that face they will have that face and it's so bizarre yeah Yeah, it's like here's here's my take on talking heads i think that david byrne wanted to make normal music and this is what normal music sounds like to him yeah i think he's just like such a smart and interesting and like and like a naturally smart and naturally interesting person that when he goes and creates a song he creates something like seen and not seen yeah or when the band goes and creates a song, the instrumental scene and not scene, and he says, how am I going to put lyrics over it? He chooses speaking a speaking poem. Like, that's absolutely crazy. Lucas, I, I find it interesting that your roommate, like, wasn't enjoying it because of, like, how strange it sounded. To me, listening to this record and how, like, I would describe it as almost square, Oh yeah, angular. Yeah, extremely, extremely angular. That, but that was my appeal to it. So honestly, well, hot, hot take here. Um, I think I like speaking in tongues more than this album. That's fair. I, I think I just. Oh, you got speaking in tongues is a lot. It's a lot more like normal. It's their most pop friendly album. I think. Oh, actually, no. That or Little yeah. Creatures. But I still think Speaking in Tongues has its weird charms. Like, Swamp, his, like, weird, deep voice. And, like... Yeah. Uh, I think... Making like, Flippy Floppy. Making Flippy Floppy is a great song. Girlfriend is Better is a great yeah, song. Yeah, I like that one. Burning Down the House. Burning Down the House is fantastic. I think this is a band where if you haven't listened to every album they've made, listen to them definitely the last two i'm gonna be honest they're mediocre but every other (laughs) album is a masterpiece and like necessary for anyone looking to get into music and music history and like 80s and uh, 70s and 80s bands yeah and like knowing the influence that those bands have had and i'm angry because Rolling Stone listed this band as the 500th greatest band of all time. <laughs> I bet you ACDC was like up there at 78 or something. Oh my god. Which is so whack. I don't know. I, I hmm. No, it's going to be like Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob Dylan is top 10. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that because I'm a Dylan fan. I'm a Dylan head, but I I think I like Talking Heads more than You're Bob a Dylan. Dylan. Stan. I'm a Lucas, Dylan Stan. do you want to kick out Ryan because he's a Bob Dylan fan? I'm perfectly on board with this. Well, you thought well, you liked well, Bob Dylan, Lucas. What do you What do you have against Bob Dylan? Yeah, I don't have anything against Bob Dylan. Looks like you're the one. That... Should we kick Evan? Wait, out? wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on, you're misrepresenting me. Wait a second. Looks like we need to get rid of our newest member. No, Evan. Evan you said, "quote Whoa. I fucking hate Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan sucks." <laughs> and then he and, and then he said, "Come pee on me." Come pee on my face. <laughs> That's gotta get edited out of the radio version. He said, come piss on me and tell me how much of Bob Dylan sucks. <laughs> I like it when Bob Dylan's fans piss on me and tell much, that me how much they hate Bob Dylan. <laughs> no, wait, Evan, why, why ex- explain your hatred, hatred of Bob Dylan? I don't, I don't actually hate him. I, I just love, I just love. It's a it's a love to hate relationship kind of where it's just it's it's really it's really funny to to meme on him because, because he's, he's a really shitty terrible. singer. Yeah. So it's just like like I bet you when you see him live he's just like oh, he's gotten worse. He's like a zombie. Awful. He sounds so bad now. Oh. But anyways, remain in light. Talking heads. Ratings? 9. 9? Yes, hard 9. Uh 10. I'm a strong 10. I guess there's no such uh, thing as a light 10. <laughs> I'd go I'd go a uh, strong 6. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. Boo. I know blasphemy. I'm just kidding. You can have your opinion. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh so favorite tracks from everyone real quick. Listening when? Lucas, I'm pointing at you. Uh, I like, uh, I like Cross-Eyed and Painless, and I also like Once in a Lifetime. Mine's Born Under Punches, and Once in a Lifetime, I think. Alright, so is that, uh, I'll go through some of the accolades, I suppose. Like, every single music publication on this planet has given this album a 5 out of 5 or 10 out of 10. Um. Isn't it also, like, a 50-minute record? It's, like, 40 minutes, but only 8 tracks. Yeah, it's uh, a. It that's not not too bad. Yeah, forty minutes and ten seconds, but it's only eight tracks, so they're long oh. tracks. Um, Do we want to talk about music? I just searched up music news. If you want me to like, if you want to talk about some of these. Sure. Well, there's things. one. The the there's the elephant in the room. Oh, what's that? Uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen passed away from cancer fairly recently. Uh, oh right, he was an incredible guitar. I don't think any of us were the biggest Van Halen fans personally, but like, no, he is easily one of the most influential guitarists and one of the best guitar rock guitarists ever to live. And um, it's incredibly sad to lose someone like that at such a young age. So influential. Oh my god, I know. Imagine how many people picked up guitar because of him. Yeah, seriously. For decades, he's been like a huge name. Mm-hmm. He's been—he's the guitar guy. Like for a while, when I thought of guitar, I thought of him. I—I I, I only started playing guitar in like freshman year, so like pre-freshman year, it was like Eddie Van Halen's the guitar guy. Yeah, and I'm not—I'm also not like a huge Van Halen fan, but you could argue that like his guitar playing and like his solo tone 
on his guitar. Like I think he he kind of made Phaser like this a phaser big thing tapping. Yeah, like yeah, ta- that's what I was gonna say. Like no yeah. one, how many how many people? I mean, I'm sure people. I'm sure tapping was a thing before Eddie Van Halen, but like how many people can say that they like popularized a guitar technique in the same way that he did? Not many. Right. No. Hendrix maybe. <laughs> Yeah. I, unless they're old dead white dudes from Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> from Spain, from Spanish. From, from <laughs> Spanish. Record- Hello, We've been I'm recording from Spanish. From Spanish. <laughs> we've been recording for Show us your minge. Show us your minge. We've been we've been recording for a while. How long? Well, the recording doesn't reflect how long we've actually been going because we had to restart. Oh yeah. Uh um, I'm gonna need to find a place to put the songs in here. I'll figure that out later. All that's in music news is the first article when you search music news is Demi Lovato realized she was bisexual watching Cruel Intentions. All right. So I'm glad we this was a good episode. I think we talked about everything we needed to talk about. Um, Rolling Stone placed uh, Remain in Light at number 129 on 500 Greatest Albums of All Time, which too low. I'm throwing that out there. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Oh, um, wait. Yes. Well, we got to recommend next week. We do have to recommend next week. I was doing it as a joke to combat your Demi Lovato thing. Listen, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not even going to act like I care about that. We're going to talk about the Grammys when the Grammys are a thing. Yeah. Do you have a song, uh, an album already, Lucas? Because I have one. I have one. Oh, I didn't hear you. What's up? I think I got mine. I I think I got mine. So who wants to go first? Order of Uh, the albums we talked about here. So Lucas first. Sure. My um, my album is drum drum roll, please. It is, um, uh. Uh, Leanne Lahavas by Leanne Lahavas. Is that the Weird Fishes one? Yes. 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 Uh, okay, Evan. My album is Fresh Air by Home Shake. Ooh. Ooh. And I'm gonna recommend Sound of Silver by LCD Sound System. Evan's very sick. Yeah, well, because I asked you earlier this week, have you heard LCD Sound System? I was shocked you haven't heard uh, Sound of Silver yet. No, I've just heard New York, I Love You. Me too. Everyone's heard New York, I Love You. Awesome. All right. Uh, You want to say something quippy? You want to say something funny, Lucas? You want to end on a real jammer? (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, Why did the Scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. Shut the fuck up! I wasn't...